Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never going to be better than this. This is episode 12, Liberal Arts from 2012. 12 from 12. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And this, we, okay, so last episode we introduced two new games. How do you think Zack will cry and how do you think Zack will get shirtless? And we took guesses not knowing what this movie was. We didn't even read and anything about it, remember? Like, we had no yeah, idea what this movie was. and after. And we were, I mean, way off. Not only does he not get shirtless or cry in this movie, he was not at all the role that we expected him to be. Like, he's basically a cameo in this. Essentially, he's in, like, two scenes. Like, he's in a he's couple in scenes, two scenes the first time he shows up. Yeah. And then he's one more time. But you can watch all of the scenes for this movie on YouTube in, like, eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. He's He doesn't have a really big role in this one, for sure. I don't want to keep saying this and make it seem like we're just we're we're really biased, but when we were doing Shia or when we were doing Cage or Keanu and they're in a movie where they're not necessarily the star, they almost always are the best part of the movie. And Zach in this movie is the best part of this movie. Hands down. Hands down. He's the only he's the only part of watching this movie for. You said that you saw earlier when we were talking that there was like a YouTube clip of just his clips yep. in the movie. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend anybody just watch that. The whole rest of the movie is kind of lame. It's about this older guy Ted who Mosby. is from How I Met Your Mother, right? Ted Mosby, yeah. And he goes back to his alma mater, which is actually the school where they shot it is the school that he actually went to, the actor went to. What school is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's some, like, tiny college in Ohio, I think. Oh, weird. It's also the school where Allison Janney, the old professor that he sleeps with at the end of the movie, where she went to. That's Allison Janney in the movie? Yeah. That's Rachel's cousin. Is it really? Yeah, swear to God. I don't know if I remembered that. I forget. What is she in? Everything. Has she met her? Uh, her mom has. I don't know if Rachel has or not. I'm not sure. What did I just see her in that I really liked? Wasn't this. Dude, she's in a lot of great things. She's in American Psycho. Allison Janney's in American Psycho. I mean, American Beauty. American Beauty, sorry. Not American Psycho. American Beauty. I mixed them up. Maybe she was just on... Oh, I think she was just on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang. So she was just playing herself. Okay. So liberal arts, the school that they went, it's Kenyon College in Gambier, Ohio. And so that's where Josh Radner and Allison Jenny both went to school. Allison Jenny went there too? Damn. So that's, I guess, the only cool thing about that. But it's the, the movie's about <laughs> him returning to the school. And he runs into... The first thing, he runs into the dad from Step Brothers. So I was like... Oh shit! This is gonna get awesome, and it doesn't. He just he goes there because his his Richard Jenkins, his old his old like professor, like his favorite professor or whatever, is retiring, and so he goes there to yes this party. And while he's there, falls in love with student life again, but more specifically, falls in love with Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, that's the Olsen younger sister. Yep. Oh, makes sense. She looks very Olseny. Now that you say that, when I heard the name, then I clicked. Okay, I want to talk about. Can we? quickly run through all the great cameos and or should we go through them as we talk about the movie a little bit i do want to talk about the movie you can mention cameos go ahead because i don't know that i we're, we're starting from different places because i don't think there's a lot of cameos in this movie i think they're people you know from other things that's what i meant by cameos i'm not meaning cameos i, I just i don't really recognize a lot of people in this the movie. the mom the olsen mom she is a chick from House of Cards. Is she? At some point, she was in House of Cards. Huh. Check it out. I bet it's, I'm bet i right. Or she's in something that she plays like an evil, powerful woman. <laughs> so you got her. You got the dad okay. from Step Brothers. You got Ted Mosby. You got the other kid, the kid that he meets, that reads the book, that he likes, like when he's a douchebag in the... The kid who tries to kill himself? kid who tries to kill himself. 
That kid is the husband of the chick from Orange is the New Black. Did you know that Ooh, one? Like Piper's husband? No, 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 not Piper's husband. The the one with the goofy voice. Oh, oh, like the 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 Jewish one? The, not the is she Jewish in that show? No, she's like Italian, but she has like a really yeah, yeah, high yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The one I love yes. her. She's my favorite. She's my favorite character. Why can't I, Lorna? Lorna. Yeah, they call her something else though. They call her by a last name. So I oh, forget God, her name. What's her name? Uh, Lorna. <gasps> I don't. Hmm? Let's see here. Orange is the new black. Come on, we are come off on. to a rousing start here. What's her name? You're just off tonight, man. You're usually on. I know. It. Well, well, the problem was that I watched this a couple days ago, and I'm trying to think like who they are. Morello. Morello. Yes, he is Morello's husband in the show. Okay. What is his name? Yeah, John Magaro. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Vince. Vince Muccio, the guy who like. Yes. He, yes. Mm-hmm. Who yes. lives with his parents? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's that's definitely right. I'm still trying to figure out who the mom. No, she's on Scandal. She's not. Oh, on okay, the Black. close enough. It's the same. Sh- I mean, it's the same premise. Well, it's not the same. Well, because <laughs> I've watched I've watched one and I haven't watched the other, so I was like, I don't know who you're talking about. Sc- Scandal and Orange is the New Black kind of blend together. If you haven't seen them in a long time, I'm sure people would really hate me for saying that, but they do. You mean Scandal and House of Cards, not Orange is the Black? Yeah, Scandal and House of Cards. <laughs> I'm all over because the place. That, I think that's where I'm off because I was so thrown off by like who's this woman from House of Cards? Okay, we're good. We're we're recentered. We're back on Zack Attack. Okay, let's go through the okay. movie. We we we're good. The fourth note that I have for this movie okay. is Ted Mosby is gonna bang this college student, and he doesn't. He doesn't, but they get very close. She wants him to, and she says to him something like, you're not going to do it because you care for me and you want to respect me. me." And he's like, yeah, pretty much. And she's like, that sucks. And then that's it. They kiss, but that's it. Like she... Oh god, this, this is no, this is a very this difficult movie. moment and and okay, so I as watching this, I have been in a similar situation where I was the same age as girl and she was like, Yo, I just wanna let you know and I was like, Yeah, this isn't gonna happen and just left. She cried. I never talked to her again. <laughs> I feel very confident in that de- that that was the right decision. But I had different reasoning, which was I'm a scumbag, and she was like a pretty nice girl, and I knew that this shouldn't have worked. So well, there you go. That's so you saved her. I saved her from herself, which I think was his ultimate goal. He was a better guy than I am, but at the same time, that was his goal. <laughs> well, I don't really know what his goal is, because the whole movie is awkward and creepy, and arguably the creepiest thing that is in the movie, and they spend way too long on it, is he's sitting at his desk, and he's writing down ages, and he's like, when I'm 32, she was 16, when I'm yeah. 20, she was 4, like, it's just, and then, you know, he eventually keeps getting older, he's like, when I'm 87, she'll be 71, he's like, I could live with that, but then he writes down... <laughs> When she was born, he was 16, and that basically Zero. You know, solidifies, yeah. like, yeah, that, that seals the deal, I am not going to do this. But then he goes and visits her anyways. Well, she, like, yeah, I mean... Do you know the rule of this, by the way? Do you know what the, do you know what the actual man rule is for this? Like, what's the youngest girl? Half your age plus seven. Exactly. And so he's he was 16 35. years older. Yeah, 35, so he would have, she would have to be 24. 24 and a half. And she's 19 in this. Yeah, you're way off. That's not like, <laughs> like, oh man, a little, we can round down, you know? No, like, yeah, she's way off. She's very young, dude. She even looks young. I'm trying to think what the math would be where half your age plus seven would equal, like, with a 16-year gap. What are, you, what are you trying to say? Like, how old would he have to be, like, for this relationship to work? Like, if, if he's 50 and so she's make 34, equal, that's fine. So make it equal then, 19. Hold on, let me do the equation for you. X divided yeah, by Yeah, I'm just intentionally not writing it down. 7 equals 19. 
And let's get this solver. This might be the first math we've ever done on any Cage Club Podcast Network show. Okay. So very yeah, exciting. we have to get Wolfram Alpha out here. So when, if he was 50, she'd be 34, and that would be okay, because it'd be 25 to 32. It's basically it 40, 48, I think, because she would be 32, and half his age would be 24. Yeah, it's, it's 46, maybe? 46. Yeah, 46 and 30. So he's got to wait basically 10 years. If oh. he waits 10 years, this is okay. Fair. But that's a long time considering she's 20. So she he has to wait like a half of her life more for this to be okay. I don't think it's that off. I mean, it's definitely not okay, but she does seem mature. Very mature, and he seems very immature, which they come to the point where they talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, and the, I, I feel like the movie wants you to be more creeped out, and it does... I think the, feel like the movie wants you to be less creeped out, because it's, like, made for teenage girls, and we were just really creeped out because we're way closer to his age than we are to her age. <laughs> is it made for teenage girls? Is that the... I don't know who this is for. Yeah, yeah, this is a this is a teenage girl movie. This is definitely not... Was it made for us? No. Definitely not. Was it made for older women? No, because, like, the older woman's, like, jaded and fucked and, like, really annoyed. And, um, yeah, so it's definitely made for teenage girls, dude. I do wonder. I don't know. I honestly don't know that there's going to be another movie that we do that's made for us. I'm looking at the list of, like, what we're going to do from here on out. New Year's Eve is not for us. Charlie St. Cloud is not for us. No. 17, again, is probably the closest to something for us. Three High School Musical movies... Me and Orson Welles, maybe, but then a hairspray and then a bunch of things I don't know. It's me and Orson Welles and 17 again are our only hopes in the next... We have 15 movies left. <laughs> we're so And fucked. none of them are... We're not the demographic for any of them, basically. Yeah, I mean, we do that coming into this. I hope we get more Zev in them. Like, he... he dude, he held this together. He really did. They're like... He was fucking hilarious. He was, like, the nice comedic break in between, like, some really heavy moments in the movie. And, you know, I mean, as heavy as they can be about this dude almost statutorily raped this chick. Ted Mosey's out here chasing out 19-year-olds. Yeah, he's only in eight minutes. He's the best part of the movie. I just don't know. Like, he doesn't fit. I don't know if he's... Mm. I, no, I don't know that we're so used to seeing Zeph as like a jock that seeing Zeph as like yeah, that's a, a com- hippie. It's a completely new Zeph. It's a completely new Zeph. Yeah, uh, but he played it well. He's a hippie stoner Zeph. But I mean, he is a hippie stoner in real life. So. That's true. Zeph is the perfect blend of jock and stoner at the same time at all times. Yeah, he was awesome in it. It was really cool. I mean, we've seen him do drugs in other movies, you know, like Neighbors and shit. So like, we've seen him like play fucked up, and he did a really good job of it. I really thought that. Did you? Okay. Did you think? the water was gonna be acid which water when he hands ted mosby the water and said like stay hydrated bro oh and he takes the drink and they like look at each other and then he like rubs his head and like pats his chest i really thought he was gonna be like have a good trip and just like this movie was gonna take a fun turn for a while i don't know i don't think i thought that just because the movie was so boring up to that point that boring i didn't and see serious it. yeah i didn't see it taking like a real turn like i would have loved that if this got yeah. real weird in the middle that would have been great but the movie has no interest in getting weird yeah i think it was just wishful thinking that i really wanted him to just like start tripping go back and the chick's like did you take drugs and he's like yeah woo and then he's just like take care of him or something well if you remember back to the last episode our prediction for what zeph's role in this was going to be was going to be swimmer. elizabeth olsen's boyfriend a swimmer he finds her cheating on him 
with Ted Mosby. So we were almost, we were close. We were in the ballpark. I don't remember what I read, but I felt like I read that she was dating someone. And so when that guy came up to her at the party, I was like, oh, this guy's a nothing. Like, he's not Zeph. Like, that's going to be not a problem. And then that's just like a guy. That's not, she's single. Like, she's single the entire movie. Do you think she banged that guy that night? Um, If she did, she regrets it. She definitely did. You think so? Yeah, dude. That's how teenage girls work, man. Well, that's the whole thing, that she's a virgin, and that she wanted to lose it to Ted Mosby, and he just said, no, I can't. I wonder if, like, if they had hung out a while longer? Like, is it just the fact, because I also don't really get a sense of how long this movie takes place. Like, is this, it could have been, like, uh, over a couple days or a couple months. I have no idea. Well, mail's kind of slow. I had to, I say it had to be about six weeks of them writing letters to each other, and then he goes to visit her. Okay. Problem was is she shouldn't she shouldn't have tried to bang him the first time he came to visit her. Then this could have worked. They could have been married now. But instead, she's with nobody, and he's with the book girl. Yeah, poor the fucking librarian. You know how I knew this movie was gonna be a rough one from the very beginning? <laughs> Tell me, lots of opening, voiceovers, montages. No, the, no, the opening credits or the opening shot or whatever you want to call it was a Bible verse from Ecclesiastes, he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. And that's such a heavy way to start this movie. This is on Netflix, by the way. If you want to watch this movie, it's on Netflix right now. As Hopefully it stays this, so. on by the time that this comes out on December 1st. So That's the first thing you see. And it's just like, oh, like we're just going real heavy here with the Bible and about yeah. you know, sad men and you know smart, sad men. Just, no, I don't, ugh. Dude, yeah. Oh, fuck. So I had a problem with where were all these like advanced what where was any advanced college chicks when I was in college cuz I always had to try to hook up with older ones that had already graduated where like I could have settled for a chick my age if she was like you know if she was Elizabeth Olsen if she was Elizabeth Olsen yeah I don't know I feel like they just probably weren't at the parties that you were at I yeah I was always with older chicks that's right. <laughs> fair en- well, fair if enough always with older chicks you're never going to find anybody your own age <laughs> just by definition yeah. Yeah, true, I guess. That makes sense. There you go. Yeah, it was my own fault. (laughs) I mean, in a good way. In a bad way and a good way, but yeah. How would you feel going back to visit anyone in a college dorm right now? Well, that's the thing that I was thinking, once you graduate... You're pretty much banished. I think that, you know, because like my si- when I was a senior, my sister was a freshman. And so I wasn't really friends with her friends, but I could have visited her. Once you graduate, there's like a three-year semi-grace period. Not even. Because in theory, if you're a senior, you could have freshman friends. You could still visit them. But like once the freshman class is gone, you ostensibly know no one unless you're meeting people while you're hanging out. Like, but you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the person. You don't want to be the like, dude that's meeting new freshmen at old freshmen's parties. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I am definitely not about that. Like, stay in college forever life. I wanted to get the fuck out of there fast. I haven't been back to my college in years, which is going to continue that way. I think I went back to visit my sister, help her like pick stuff up a couple times. But that's a different thing. That's a different thing with like going to like visit someone at a school. And, like, I knew kids that used to do that, like, show up at, like, college parties and shit, and you'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Yeah. That's, you know what it is? It's once you hit 21. 
Like, once you hit 21, you're not welcome Well, I mean, you're back. 21 in college. Yeah. I turned 21 in college. I turned 22 in college. Yeah. Were you still living in the dorm then? Yeah, well, my school was weird. Okay, my school fair. was a liberal arts school, just like oh, this one. Oh, Where it was all... It was the It's the number one... I don't remember what they call it. It was some... Stat the that they were the number one of. college in the Northeast or something. <laughs> yeah. Number but was, one liberal arts college in this, in this county. <laughs> but it was pretty much... I would say 90% of students lived on campus. Oh, At least wow. 90% of the people who weren't commuters, like, well, I guess that's by definition. But there weren't there like there were commuters from nearby, but then everybody else lived on campus. Like I only knew one person who chose to like who wasn't from the area who chose to like live off campus. Like everybody else lived on campus, so I was there. Everybody was there through your senior year. Weird. So everybody turned 22 in the dorms. But yeah, I never went back. I never like went to a party after I graduated. I was that's it's just weird. Just move on. I lived down the street from my school and I never went back to a party, a college party after I graduated. And I worked in my school. <laughs> like like I don't want to say you have to grow up, but like do the same, you can do the same thing. Just do it with the people you graduated with. Don't go back cuz it's it's a certain mentality of I guess it's like stunted growth, really, right? Yeah. That this guy sort of but the, what's what's frustrating is that this guy sort of seems like he has his life together, but maybe that's the thing that he doesn't well, he actually gets, like, have his life he gets together. like divorced in the beginning or broken up with or something the whole beginning is so weird like it's i think it, it feels like it's supposed to be funny but there's no humor at all and yeah. then the, like the icing on the cake is he goes to do his laundry and someone steals all his laundry and that's supposed to be like the comic relief of it but that's also just annoying it's just depressing and not it's not funny or entertaining it's just oh this guy's got a really pathetic life and that's all it sets up. But I feel like you could have done that more economically, like quicker and with some kind of humor or some kind of entertainment. It's just life is shitting on this guy over and over yeah. again. Do you get it yet? Yeah, I, and I feel like that's the character he plays in fucking, what is it, How I Met Your Mother. He plays Ted Mo He's playing Ted Mosby in this movie, which is like hopeless romantic everything goes wrong all the time he's so intellectual he can't find a woman that like matches his whimsy and enthusiasm like he's he's just playing the same fucking character it's an, that part got me a lot so i've never seen a minute of how i met your mother uh the best part about it is neil patrick harris playing like a huge womanizer every now and again ah uh, ha ha every now and again <laughs> Uh, I you, was like, why are you ah But I, I get it now. Yeah. Listen to Now and Again. Listen to Now Another and Again. podcast on our network. Yeah. Every once in a while you get Wayne Brady coming in being his super gay brother. And in real life, Neil Patrick Harris is really gay. So that's the best yeah. part about it. Yeah. If you, if, you, if you chose to watch an episode, I would highly recommend watching an episode with Wayne Brady and Neil Patrick Harris. Just find one that Wayne Brady's in and th they're hilarious. Well, because what's her name's in there? There's a woman in there that I really love. Who's the... Ooh, God. I don't know how I'm not pulling her name right the now. Red one, the red-headed one? Kobe Smulders. I don't know who that is. The main girl, Robin. Oh, Robin's hot. Oh, and yeah, okay. Like, there's people in there I like. I just... There's a laugh track on that show, right? Is there a laugh track? I don't remember. I gave up right. on it because he never found this bitch after, like, seven seasons. Like, chill out, dude. Like, Yes, there is a laugh track on that. I just can't deal with the laugh track. Really? In any show yeah. or just that any show? Any show. I, I mean, those are not the shows that I'm predisposed to like. I'm not saying that I'm elitist, but there's, I don't know, like... It's the, I, Twilight, I, it's the Twilight of television for Ted Mosby bitching about her reading Twilight in this movie. Uh, How I Met Your Mother is Twilight of television. That's fair. It's like not good. People like it. It's probably like the worst TV you could ever have. I just don't watch CBS because every show on CBS is for a demographic that's not me. It's all for families or 
people like my dad's age. You know, it's just yeah, th- it's, I get it's, it. diff- it's a different demo. And so, The Big Bang Theory is like the most popular comedy on TV. And I watched the first season. I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is it's so mind numbing, dude. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I've watched a ton of The Big Bang Theory because it's just like so fucking stupid. Well, that's the difference between you and me, and I think me and a lot of people. I just can't watch empty TV. I don't want to just sort of turn my brain off. If I'm watching something, I want to be watching something. I don't want to just have something on that just I don't have to think about. But I know people, like, genuinely love that show. I don't get it. And I've How I Met Your Mother, I feel, is probably a lot... I don't know if it's better. I, 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 I'm just guessing here, because I haven't seen any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's not much better. It's about the same oh, thing. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, Zeph in this movie has a hat. We didn't talk about the hat. He's got, like, a sort of like a winter hat. I did love the, like, druggy winter hat, even though it seems to be pretty warm out. Yep. That was an awesome part of the movie. We didn't talk about how great his his fucking hippie shirts were in the movie. His shirt in the second time that he comes up was fucking amazing. It was like, did you see it? It's like this, like, what, Asian-inspired shirt. I don't remember that shirt. I just remember that everything about him, it's a cliche, but it also works. Yeah, he was, like, about to pull out a hacky sack at any given moment. Yeah. Or just talking about let's like let's go smoke some hookah or something. Everything else about this movie is so bland. Like the one thing that drives me more crazy about this than anything else is when they're at lunch, I think, the first time. Ted Mosby is meeting Elizabeth Olsen's family for some reason. She's like, Oh, I'm an improv student. Like let's let's talk about improv and like they they start doing a scene, like, pass me that orange juice or whatever, and the mom like can't handle it. Yeah. I was like, this is the worst, most painful, scene. Mo- sort of incorrect depiction of improv I've seen anywhere. It, it hurt me. It hurt my heart to watch that. <laughs> yeah, you love improv. I feel like the whole movie is like that. It's either like aliens trying to like, you know, fit in and write about what we do, or it's somebody that like wrote something and like Google translated it into English from English. <laughs> yeah. Everything just got like a little bit off like everything's like oh yeah that makes sense but it's not a way that anybody talks about things yeah do you think they had like an older writer and they tried to like teen it up or something it felt like that that's what i'm feeling now that you say that whoa whoa. hang on there's a guy so i'm looking at the wait oh hold on i didn't know this was written and directed by ted mosby did you know that no maybe that's why it sucks so bad oh dude ted mosby is definitely a pedophile then so here is <laughs> okay. We'll just skim over that. Fine. No, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna get back to that. I'm not going okay. to ignore that. There's this other guy, Harold Manning, who has the who has the credit for French adaptation of this film. But I'm looking at the movies he's done, and I guess he just writes it in French because he did like he did In the Loop, which is by the guy who made Veep. He did Shame, which is that Michael Fassbender movie. He did okay. this movie. He did On the Road, which is about the Beat Poets with Kristen Stewart. He did Obvious Child, the Jenny Slate movie. Okay, so these are like comedic movies. I don't know what he adapts. Like, I don't know what this guy does. He just has a writing credit for French adaptation. Like, is he... Is that like a joke that they put in that somebody somebody forgot to tell us? I have no idea. I don't know what any of this is. Bizarre. Anyway, okay, let's go back to how Ted Mosby wrote, directed, and starred in this movie. Like, this seems like it's a passion project, which means it's almost certainly based on something in his life, which is almost certainly that 
it's the this is the way that he wished things went down, right? And that in, uh, in reality, he probably went back and like slept with one of these twenty-year-old students at his alma mater. I hope not, man. But is, what were you what, now? What were you thinking when you said he's probably a pedophile? You just got to write out your fucking sexual fantasies. I wonder, like, who gave him money to make this? <laughs> you nailed it. That's the best question. Somebody that felt really a ba- bad about how I met your mother coming to an end is although what... he probably had made enough money from that show that he could just make this movie i don't know what what was the, let's do the numbers man what was the budget for the movie it's not on box office mojo what's the numbers.com i don't know um budget no for wait, further financial details nope you have to email them Oh, this is interesting. Okay, so it made three hundred thousand dollars domestic. Three hundred thousand? That's it. But this movie couldn't have cost a lot to make. I mean, it cost more than that. TheNumbers.com says it made eight hundred thousand dollars internationally, which almost entirely seems like shit. Like that's there's that's <laughs> total bullshit. Like there's no way this plays anywhere but America. If you're translating this on into other languages, I guess into French. There's nothing here. This is the worst movie ever made in English because it hasn't been translated into other languages yet. <laughs> oh god. The whole thing about movies doing well overseas is movies like that have huge action scenes. That it doesn't matter what they're saying because people like millions of people in China will go see a movie just because it's got amazing action sequences. No, you but there I mean? was a lot of good actors in this. Maybe it was just they were playing off star power. There's not really star power though, just because you know them from another TV show. There's there's nobody here People with any real draw love how i met your mother dude here but internationally i don't know i think so this is really before i mean this is sort of at like elizabeth olsen i love but she's never really been a star in anything richard jenkins i really like the old dude the professor who's retiring i really like but he's not a draw no. and there's nobody else in this movie yeah there's zeff enough. but like i can't imagine zeff's in the trailer maybe he is I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't watch the trailer. I don't... I'm going to watch the trailer. Let's, let's watch the trailer right now. This could be a new sequence. Us watching the trailer for the movie on air. Okay. I'll do it. All right. Click the, click the play button in three, two, one. All right. Let's see here. The Liberal Arts Official Trailer HD on YouTube. was interesting. A spell check might be nice on, on these essays. Love those extra curriculum. Okay, the same yeah, intro yeah. we got from the movie. No, things are oh, that's supposed to be funny, but it's not funny. It's not funny. Jesse Fisher? It's IFC Films. Okay, so that's... It's like an independent release, which makes sense. They're throwing me a retirement dinner thing. When is it? Weekend of the 25th. You know, check your schedule. Okay, okay they're making this out to be funnier than it is with the music and this. I'll be there. Sundance Film Festival? What the fuck? Well, it just means it got into it. Doesn't mean it like won any awards. Yeah. She was like the best teacher I had here. Allison Janney. She was like the second best teacher I had here. Yeah, dude, they cut <laughs> the entire jokes from the beginning. Hey. Hi. She's a sophomore. Introduction to the love love story. By the way, it's creepy that they walk behind the parents in that scene. Like, that's insolent giveaway that it's really The creepy. best movie about college I've seen since I don't know what is a pull quote for this trailer. But yeah, it is creepy that they're walking behind, like, why are you kids walking behind us? Oh yeah, the, the pull the tie off maneuver. Do you think this was, like, a romantic thing? Oh, they're pitching this as a comedy, dude. The whole thing seems like it's, like, supposed to be funny. I can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunned. And it seems like, yeah, huh. There's no Zeph yet. How far into this are we? We're a minute, minute and a half 30. in. What the hell are you doing? I don't know. Nobody feels like an adult. 
Now wow. it's kind of an aimless, sort of wandery type. It's like... Uh, well, it bothers me. My advice to you is put some armor around that gooey little. There she is. She does. <laughs> it's a running joke between us that like every time Alice and Janie comes up in conversation or on TV, Rachel's mom reminds me that that's her cousin. <laughs> so like anytime I see Alice and Janie, I'm like, oh, that's your cousin. Like it's like the first time she heard it, you know. And then you do get out, and life. So oh yeah, this sucks. There's no Zephyrus at all. No, absolutely not. Maybe we should have watched the trailer. Well, no, because I mean, I just would have, I would have been more excited and would have been more let down by it. I kind of like not knowing anything, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true. I wonder, like, in movies like New Year's Eve, if he's in the trailer, because that has so many people. Like, we're doing that next. And also, I do want to say, I think we're going to put that one out on New Year's Eve instead of New Year's Day, because in case you want to, you know, spend the Get night into in the and mood. watch a movie. If you want to... Okay, okay, okay. So nobody sent us fan mail yet, which, shame on it's all It's obvious. It's obvious that nobody's listening to this. It's obvious that nobody's listening, but send us email. <laughs> the ultimate at joey.com, right? Mm-mm. The ultimate What's fantasy. The What's Zach the email address? Zachattack at cageclub.me. Thank you. The ultimate fantasy would be a world where people don't go out on New Year's Eve and instead, with their loved one, watch New Year's Eve and then listen, listen to our to podcast. Listen to the Zach Attack New Year's Eve podcast. Ring yes. in the new year. <gasps> okay, here's what we're going to do on, the, on that podcast. We're going to do a countdown. A midnight and countdown, so, and yep. it'll end at midnight, and we'll tell you when to start it. Oh, we'll, we'll figure gonna, it out. We're we'll going to set a clock for five minutes, and we're going to say, okay, put this on, you know, have this part queued up when there's five minutes left, and we're going to, you know, <laughs> do something. We'll bring <laughs> in the new year. It's, this is That's a great idea. <laughs> okay, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I'm down to do that for the next one. Also, that's nobody's perfect. listening, so it's totally fine. And people aren't going to listen on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so I think that that's why it's super appropriate to do it. And we should have our own New Year's countdown for the New Year's Eve movie. And that means that you and me get two New Year's Eves next month because we get the real one, and then we get the one that we create for New Year's Eve that in the podcast. That will be on New Year's Eve, yes. Dude, I'm stoked. This podcast is going places. Like, we have new can segments. We get, can we get Zach Attack New Year's Eve hats and stuff? I wonder. Like, just... I mean, we can glasses. Probably, we they say like custom one. They say, like, 20 Zeph or something, you know? like it's the... 20, Ze- 20 Zephantine? Zephantine again. Zephantine again. <gasps> yes. <laughs> there we go. Ze- Zephantine again. New <laughs> podcast name. No longer Zach Attack. It's Zephantine again. Zephantine again. again. But only next year. Yeah. That's wonderful. So, yeah, we now have new segments. We have... So here's a here's a rundown. I like how it took us like eleven or twelve episodes to figure out like what we're doing, but we're, we're settling in. We yeah, got we're it. just making fun games as we go, dude. I like it. Go ahead. We got the trailer game now. We have the predict what Zeph's role is going to be in the next movie. By the way, we need to do it for New Year's Eve. I'm ready when you are. Let's. Okay, so obviously he's going to be. It? Did we already say it? I feel like I already said mine for New Year's Eve. I feel like if you started it, I would have yelled at you to stop. I don't remember hearing it. Okay, well, I definitely have a mental image in my head of how the New Year's Eve one's going to go. Okay, what's your... Because we all know what the movie basically is. It's just a bunch of people whose lives are intersecting with each other on New Year's Eve. We know what that is. So what is your... Oh, I, I think I, did, I described mine, too. What, what's yours? Mine was like Zeph somehow gets caught outside shirtless and has a huge woman's fur coat on because it's cold... And was that Eve. yours or was that mine? I thought that, that was mine. Cause that's how, I thought that was mine too. Maybe that's our collective one. I don't know. Who knows? He's shivering outside. Yeah. He loses his shirt, and some woman, like an older woman, right, gives him his yeah. fur coat. Yeah, that might. Maybe been that's yours. just our collective vision. I think that might have been mine. And I threw in the fur coat part. Makes sense. 
let's come up with the second one. So we have that as one option. And then I also want to look up a list of the actresses in the movie. And I want to see who I got we one. think he's going to be paired I got with. a really poignant one. Okay, what's the poignant one? This one's going to be New Year's Eve. Okay. They're all in a swanky New York apartment. Okay. Zeph's there, gets wine on his shirt, goes to the bathroom to clean it, and takes it off. Ooh. And then somebody walk in on him shirtless on the bathroom? No, no. He's just staring in the mirror, like, you know, trying to clean the shirt off. Somebody yells through the bathroom door. Okay, so his character name in this movie is Paul Resolution Tour. Oh, okay, what? so I know I know who's in his story with him. Do you want to know who's in the story with him, or do you want to keep it a secret? Uh, uh, no, tell me, tell me, tell me. There's four people I don't know, but the main person I know that's in it with him is Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, damn. So we were right, older woman. Older woman, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. And then this woman, Charlotte Marshall Fricker, who I don't know. What have you been in? She's most known for New Year's Eve and The Princess Diaries. All right. <laughs> okay. There's a woman called Fiona Choi, who I don't know, who's best known for being a reporter on Homeland, which means you probably didn't have much to do. No. Someone without an IMDb picture, and then someone named, oh, two other guys. I th- from the looks of it... Zeph and Michelle Pfeiffer. They're the top build, which means to me, in this movie, they're going to be the first story. Okay. So we might be watching a movie that's two hours long... That we, we only, only see him in the first cared 10 minutes. For the first, about the first, kind of like <laughs> this movie. This was like an hour and a half, but we only really cared about eight minutes of it that we could have just cropped together ourselves. Here's an idea. So, our New Year's countdown, if Zeph is in the first 10 minutes and never shows up again, we'll find that when we watch the movie. Our countdown on New Year's Eve is we could just play the movie yes. and do a commentary over it, and then when his scene ends, that's start midnight. Start the Zach attack, that's midnight, countdown. Boom, nailed it. Like, here's your 10 minute, 31 second countdown to midnight. Perfect. Perfect. All right. I hope we were. We have to put an announcement. We have to put an announcement that says, please start this podcast 10 (laughs) minutes and 32 seconds before midnight exactly so you can count down with us. Well, really, you would have to start it. Like, if the podcast is 40 minutes long, you want to start it at 11.20, and then the last. 11 minutes or whatever will be the countdown to Happy New Year. I don't know how it's going to work. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're going to do gonna some math. Great. We're going to do some more math, off-air math, and we'll figure this out. Cool, cool, cool. What other notes do I have about this movie? I had another question for you, too. Oh, oh. Zeph plays matchmaker. Zeph is the one. He's kind of the most important person in this movie because he sets up Ted Mosby and Elizabeth Olsen. He does. That at the party, he's just like... Hey, you two like things or whatever. I don't remember. He just introduces coffee. them. Do you drink coffee? He drinks yeah. coffee. And then he's like, yo, you want to get it at 930? And she laughs because she's a millennial. Like, there's no way that she's going to be up at 930. Like, yeah, movie. Just die. Just die. <laughs> Literally will never be awake at 930. Okay, my normal question. Do you think Zeph banged Elizabeth Olsen in this movie? I feel No, I feel like he was on set for like three days. I know that's enough time. The power of Zeph, he could have banged Elizabeth Olsen in that I time. just feel like she was too busy with things that weren't Zeph. Uh, probably. I feel like the whole thing with indie movies, this movie especially, is they probably shot it quickly because A, they didn't have much money. B, everything pretty much takes place in one location. Like, it's all out of college. Everything was right there. Everything they probably did quickly. Yeah, he had like one day in New York, probably like two days in this college, and that was the movie. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of downtime for them to sort of like mess around off camera because I feel like everybody's just there ready for action. Okay. Not sex action, but just like 
action action i saw faith in zeph he did it in my head he did he has a lot of great lines like he guesses he tries to guess ted mosby's name he's like is your name ethan he's just that like, was no. awesome that was like, really well, awesome how, how how awesome would it be if your <laughs> name was ethan <laughs> i have a funny story about that i was out once when we were in college we were at this like bar my friend was there and he was like my name's cam and this dude looks at him and goes cam peterson and he goes, how the fuck do you know my last name? And he was like, oh, I just made that up. <laughs> and he was dead on. He was absolutely right. The dude almost shit himself after he realized he got it That's right. That's amazing. He That's called his last great. name. Yeah, he just looked at him and went, Cam Peterson, and just nailed it. And me like, had, he was like, no, it's not. And he's like, yeah, that's really my name. And he had like, a lot of driver's <laughs> license. They were both really confused. They thought that I was somehow involved in like a weird complex joke that neither of them got. And I was like, no, dude, you just guessed I've his last name. I've had things like that, not to that extent, but I've met people that I've seen on Facebook. And so I'll see a name, like a first name, and I'll be like, oh, like, okay, like I finally sort of put that together. But this sounds like it's just like a meeting of strangers. Oh, like yeah, they, these people had no idea who they, each other were. Like, Ooh. Cam, like, was from my school and grew up in, like, a different part of the state or a different state. And this kid was, like, Pittsburgh native. They had never ran into each other. They were, like, five years difference in age. It's kind of amazing. It is. Cam Peterson it's... died, though, so God rest his soul. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Cam Peterson. Oh, also, on that, this is a terrible segue, but on that <laughs> note... No, I mean, dude, I liked Cam. I'm, I'm sad about it, but I just remembered something. Okay. The kid, the kid that, that looked like he was gonna kill himself in the movie looked like Squirrel, and I was, I thought he was gonna. He looked like Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I really thought that I, when I recognized him first, I knew he was the dude from Orange Is the New Black, but I also thought it might have been Squirrel, and I deceived myself. So what's annoying, what's frustrating about his character is that he's reading Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. And David yeah. Foster Wallace famously killed himself. Yeah. It's so on the nose that Josh Radner, Ted Mosby, is just like, look how smart I am putting this into my movie. Like, this kid is reading this book about whatever by an author who killed himself, and now he's going to try to kill himself. Yeah. Look how <laughs> Foreshadowing. You didn't get that. And what's really annoying about that part is that it seems like that's in the movie just so that Ted Mosby can get over his fear of flying, which has no bearing on anything other than that one conversation he had with this oh, kid. Dude. Oh, by the, the way, I totally forgot that he had a fear of flying. And you literally just watched this movie. Like, it's so insignificant yeah, it to was everything. So, it was so insignificant. That was like this like weird tie-in that, no, I totally, yeah. I, well, there's I, no, there's I no need for the movie. it. No, it, that was absolutely useless. Yeah, he was like, I flew in your dick, and I thought he was just saying, like, oh, you made me pay money for a plane ticket, asshole. No, I'm, like, I'm, I'm scared of flying. Well, like, if they if they had a through line where it was sort of comparing flying as a metaphor for relationships, cool, like, that would work. But the only mention it one time in the beginning, that and I then totally again missed. The yeah, I totally missed that. I mean, I, I remember both parts of it, but I didn't connect them. Oh, God. It's just stupid. It is stupid. Yes. Zeph also delivers the most poignant... I think we used poignant before for some other thing. I don't remember what it was. I said poignant. What Go was ahead. your poignant moment? The most poignant description of how Zeph will be shirtless or something. <laughs> But he has this moment in this movie where he has like the best advice about how caterpillars, like their their insides are changing, and yeah, they're, they're fighting, they're fighting their bodies, and then they just become a cocoon. And then he's like, you know what happens next? And Ted Mosby's like, yeah, they become a butterfly. He's like, how'd you know that? Like, no, no, he goes, no, he, no, he, he goes, he comes in total Zeph and goes, they become a butterfly, and says it like real serious over him. <laughs> Dude, Zeph is the best part of this movie. But it's exactly what 
Ted Mosby needs to hear because he's like, I like you, Nat. Thanks for being my friend. And Zeph says, easiest thing in the world. And then he just leaves. And like he's basically gone. Like He just disappears into the night, never to return again in the movie. He might not even be real. Like Aside from the fact that he was at the party with people, it's, it's, there's like a possibility that he's almost entirely like a fictional creation. Are we talking about like what the fuck this dude is doing at the college like on two separate random-ass weekends, just like visiting his friend without his friend outside in the middle of the night? You're talking about Ted Mosby or Zeph? Zeph. I feel like Zeph is just like one of those dudes that we were talking about earlier who just never left that scene and just sort of hangs around. He's Teddy. I mean, he is Teddy, who, you know, he's graduated Teddy. college. Yeah, he's like freshman Teddy, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just He's right. never, he has got a college mindset yeah. forever and ever. No, you think he's older, you think he's already out of college and he's visiting someone back? No, I think that this kid is like that kid that is kind of in college, but doesn't really go and just hangs out somewhere else somewhere. Oh, okay. He's visiting his friend. He doesn't actually go to this college. He just happens to, like, every weekend be at this random liberal arts college. Like, so the casual pot. observer, they think he goes there, but he doesn't actually go there. Yeah. Okay. I had friends like that. It was yeah. weird, but, like, they just sort of, they you just sort of accept it as part of the norm. Yeah, like, they don't like their school, so they just kind of hang out there. Because it doesn't look like he has friends. It's just, he's just by himself. Yeah, with Ted Mosby. You look like an Ethan. I don't think I have anything else to say about this movie. Don't watch it. Just watch that eight-minute YouTube video. Yeah, we should link that somewhere, like, in the website on Cage Club. We should just link the clipped one. One last thought that I had was, is I was really hoping, like, the movie started out kind of, like, shitty, whatever, and I was really hoping when I started writing letters that she was going to send him nude Polaroids. (laughs) Because she was like, it feels like the 17th century, and I thought she was going to drop some nude Polaroids in there, and I was like, sick. But that didn't happen. That's the only that's the only note that I had left. I was just wishful thinking that Elizabeth Olsen would send nude Polaroids to Ted Mosby. Well, considering how, like, uptight... I This is this is getting off on a real weird, almost completely unrelated tangent, but do you remember the weird internet obsession with, like, counting down to the Olsen twins' 18th birthday? I don't remember that. I remember the Hermione one, the Emma Watson one. Okay, My... so before that, Go it's ahead. the same thing. It's just, like, a yeah. bunch of creepy guys who, I guess... Like, 30-year-old neckbeards had crushes on her from Full House because like or fr- which on is them very from Full creepy. House because, okay. which is super super creepy see this plays into the Ted Mosby's a pedophile thing he probably had this boner for Full House when he was like 20 and then wrote this fucking weirdo pedophile love story and just cast the Olsen sister in it to just hardest live it of passes so anyway, there's this whole like creepy countdown to like when they were 18. Like it was like they were waiting to turn 18 to pose nude, and that was never in the cards because they were like a yeah. very clearly like specifically manufactured public icon. Like they did yes. the Full House movie, they did Full House, and then yes. they did their Mary Kate and Ashley movies. Yep. And then they had their clothing line. Yep. And then they sort of like disappeared. Now they're adults. No, 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 they're like big fashion moguls now. Well, they went away for a while and they sort they of did, came yeah. back. Yeah, like from like 18 to like 26 or something, yeah. Considering how reserved and carefully selected their career path has been, Elizabeth Olsen, I mean, this movie, I guess, kind of as an example, but she's made some really interesting, daring is uh, too strong of a word, but she's been in a lot of really kind of edgy movies. Like, she was in Martha, Marcy, May Marlene, which is a cult movie, which is great. She was in Silent House, which is a horror movie that's just all one shot. She's been in a couple other things that I really, really like her in, but the whole roundabout way of getting back to this is that you said you wish that she sent nude Polaroids. She's been naked in a bunch of other movies. Oh, damn, really? Yeah, and so... Well, guess what I'm Googling later. There you go. 
it's just weird to see her because I mean that's not an impossibility for this or like an impossibility for this movie because she's done it would have made before. it really creepy. <laughs> it's just well, it, it would have made it extra creepy, which I guess it's not the that's not the vibe they're intending. It's just the vibe that they're we getting. got. Yeah, it's the vibe that we got, not the intention. But it's just weird how she's almost going against her older sister's image. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah, were this she's very the carefully parent-approved whatever, and she is... Like, she's not going crazy like a Lindsay Lohan, but she's not afraid to go be a little risque. bit more out there and be a little bit more art house or indie or whatever. Yeah, I get it. And I love her in other movies. It's just this movie... Oh, God, it's it's there's nothing going on here. Nope. Definitely she's not. also uh, she's Scarlet Witch in the new Avengers movies. Haven't seen them. What else has she been in? She was in I Saw the Light, which I haven't seen, which is that Hank Williams, I think, movie with Tom Hiddleston, Loki. Nope. Nope. She was in the new Godzilla movie. Nope. She was in the remake of Old Boy, which is trash. No, I like the original one. I didn't want to bastardize it with the new one. With the she English was in version. Very Good Girls with her and I want to say Dakota Fanning. Yes, which I liked. I think, have I seen her in anything else? She was in Kill Your Darlings, which is, we mentioned earlier on the road, the Kristen Stewart beat movie. Kill Your Darlings is another beat poets movie. She's only been in 21 things, including stuff that's not out yet, and I've seen most of them, so. I really like her. She just, this movie is. She was actually not a bad actress in this movie. It was just like, the movie sucked. It was cheesy. Yeah, it's just not It good. was cheesy. It was predictable. Ted Mosby should not write another movie, and I hope he doesn't. I wonder if he has. Check. I doubt it. Do you I think hope. he has? Doubt it. You don't think so? No. Oh, okay. He wrote, he wrote and directed another movie that I've heard of that I haven't seen. It's called Happy Thank You More Please, which is all just one word. It's with, oh, wow, Malin Ackerman who I really like. It's with Tony Hale, Buster from Arrested Development. Oh, Buster's great. It's with Richard Jenkins again, the old guy from this movie. It's with Zoe Kazan, who I really like. Kate Mara, who is, spoiler alert, from the first season of House of Cards, the one that Frank Underwood kills, the reporter. Oh, yes. There's a lot of people in this movie that I like. But it's, the the log line is, captures a generational moment. Young people on the cusp of truly growing up, tired of the reflexive cynicism, each in their own ways struggling to connect and define what it means to love and be loved. It basically sounds like this movie. Yeah. Just about more people instead of just one person. Yeah. I promise I will never try to see that movie. That came out first. Yeah, Ted Mosby rubbed me the wrong way. No way for me. And he's also in that. He might be the star of that movie, too. So he writes movies for himself with other really cute, popular act- young actresses that I like <laughs> and I guess gets to make out with them. I mean, that's a, it's not a bad life to have. No. I think if I think if I was 30 and creepy, I would do that, too. <laughs> well, you got a couple more years and then you can start doing that. Yeah, I'll just tell Rachel I'm going to be a screenwriter. I don't want to make out with young girls. Stop. I have to. It's I have calling. to. It's my art. It's my art. <laughs> It's who I am. Yeah. Uh, so any last thoughts about liberal arts? You think we're good? No. Uh, everybody, don't watch it. Watch Zephanit and skip this movie. I'll embed the eight-minute YouTube video on cageclub.me. Awesome. You can just go there. Or just, if you're listening to this through iTunes, just YouTube. I think you just YouTube, like, liberal arts Zac Efron. And one of the top things is Zac Efron scenes in liberal arts. And it's like eight and a half minutes. And just do it and then skip this movie. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just bland and just there's nothing here exciting. Yep, agreed. So for all things Zach Attack, you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub. 
You can see all the episodes that we've done already. You can find other shows on the network. We're right now in the middle, toward the end of all his movies, which we're putting out one a day. It's all Shia LaBeouf movies. And so we're right now at the very end of it, or I guess the beginning of his career, because yeah. like Zack Attack, we're going from new to old. It's We're in the early 2000s or so right now. And so we're seeing sort of baby young Shia. Oh, and nice. so it's a phase that we're going to see for Zeph sometime next year during 2017. Zephantine again. <laughs> Zephantine again. <laughs> So go listen to other things on the network. It's all free. We just had, as we were recording this, we just had our 150th episode milestone. So by the time this comes out, we'll be up to like 175-ish, maybe. I know, because just Shia is just boosting these numbers. Yeah. But lots of fun, free things for you to listen to us babbling about movies and music and stuff like that. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Zack Attack. Mm -hmm.